wicked, wicked fly. This is your summer. That means Six Flags and the taste of an ice-cold Coca-Cola. We're talking thrilling coasters, amazing animal attractions, and this. Coke is summer refreshment, so you can hop on another ride, like the all-new Sidewinder Safari. Six Flags and Coca-Cola, come make it yours. Visit SixFlags.com slash Coke to save up to $20 off passes or daily tickets starting at $39.99. Hi listeners, all four of you, or two million. Because I know how much you want more shortcomings content, head over to TheDip.com and you can find your very own Sex and the City community, where we are breaking it down even further. And I'm taking my even more unhinged nonsense about the topics we cover each episode over there. Think of The Dip as like a new female-founded Reddit. Frankly, I'm not even sure what Reddit is or what happens there, but I know it's a bunch of male nonsense and probably where people get radicalized to do bad things and January 6th happens. You can find people who you actually like, share your opinions about all things Sex and the City and all the pop culture you're interested in. You can expand on ideas about what you want to hear us rant about on the podcast, but mostly you can chat directly with myself and Sam. The link in the description will tell you how to find the Sex and the City community on the dip. And for this episode, I'll be going deeper into some of my favorite needle drops in all of Sex and the City. This one had Miss Ross, and we're certainly going to need to chat about the French rapping in the finale, which is disturbing at best. I'll talk to you all at the dip. Bye! Welcome to Shortcomings, a Sex and City podcast brought to you by The Dip, where we shoot the shit about every episode of Sex and City, the two movies. Of course, we just finished The Revival. I am your host, Samantha Bush, and of course, I'm joined by Chris Lewis. Hi, Chris. Hi, how are you? I'm doing well. How are you? Uh, You know, I'm angry because I just realized, what am I on this podcast? Your co-host? No, I've never known how to describe it because you're a host. I don't even think of you as a co-host. I'm happy to be. No, you're not a guest. But you don't see a special, maybe special guest star, like, at the end of sitcoms. Oh, like the end of Gilmore Girls? Yeah, and with Chris Lewis. Yeah, okay, we can do that. Yeah, okay. Because you're not just a co-host, like, you are the host, you are the star. Thank you for saying that. Can I say, actually, before we even get into it, I don't know what you've heard, but uh, last week's episode, or has hit and people are ready i've gotten about a dozen people reached out they want the gilmore girls episode some are saying multiple parts they're like okay we need one episode about the boyfriends we need one episode about his lorelei and anti-hero we need one episode about emily and i'm like guys we can barely schedule the podcast we're supposed to be doing right because we are back at 9 a.m. We are back at 9 a.m. This is just a temporary thing. We will be recording in the evening. Sam again. has been a real, she's been gallivanting around the country, simply trying to get out of the country. She can't find her passport. But it all worked out. Yes. That's all that matters. She, our girlie is going international. She's going to have her own Mexicoma. Yes, I can't wait. My friend Ivan is getting married. I, he just, I got the itinerary and I'm ready to go. Are you in the wedding? There's not, like, a wedding party. Oh, okay. Well, fun, fun. You'll have such a good time. I need to get the fuck out. I need the sun on my skin. I have not felt, like, the sun since September. 
Oh, yeah. I don't, the Midwest is wild. I feel like we're in our transition period to like fall right now. Like today, I will probably after this go outside without a coat on. Last week it was 70, but then it snowed the next day. So we're in a transition period. I feel like you guys are still in the winter. No, we're like heading towards spring, which does feel like fall. Yeah. Like you can just tell in the air. Like it's so weird because when it's 40 degrees in March, People are in flip-flops and driving with the tops down. But if it's 40 degrees I assume these are white people. Yes. White Um, people are wild when it comes to weather. Y'all don't care. And if it's 40 degrees in October, oh, my God, everyone's, like, bundled. It's just funny how it, like, changes like that. Oh, yeah, the mentality of, uh, like, 30-degree day in, like, December, you might as well be in 90. It's like, I'm I'm doing it. Oh, yeah. 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 And if the sun is out a little, you're like, oh boy. And guys, if you've thought this podcast was boring before, we are now just discussing the weather. Yeah. This is what we've transitioned fully to Kathy Lee and Regis, which is what we want. Opening the newspaper, going through the day. That's honestly when I, you know, started my podcast, Hot Off the Met. Like, that's what I like envisioned obviously that's not at all what you get well no because Um, it's not two people having like a lovely conversation it's just one person having a mental breakdown yeah that's for sure so here we are so i don't know where we started but we're gonna do a gilmore girls special episode but only one for right now and when it's coming we don't know (laughs) it's coming it's coming but know that in our hearts we're working on it and we've done the research we're ready well, because that is the show that, like, I've seen the most out of any show I've ever watched. Oh, I don't need to do any, like, fucking research no, for that one. I don't, I don't need to, like, go back and rewatch. Throw like, it up. I'm, like, there won't even be an outline. Well, there'll be an outline. There'll be an agenda. Yeah. Knowing you, there will be an outline. Not an outline, but an agenda. I told you I hosted a Gilmore Girls brunch with a formal agenda printed and sent beforehand. I'm obsessed with you. We have Pop-Tarts. It was fabulous. I'm obsessed. Can I give a little suggestion before we get into the episode? Of course. I am reading the greatest book. I just started it last night. It's called I Was Better Last Night by Harvey Firestein. You posted this on Instagram. Love of my life, Harvey. And not to be confused with Harvey Weinstein, who when I was reading the book at a bar, they were like, I cannot believe you're reading a book about this guy. And I said, Harvey? No, when you posted it, I did have to pause because I was like, wait. <laughs> and my eyes couldn't like, ad- they couldn't like adjust and focus. Yeah, I think people I was see like, Harvey and they're just like, uh oh. And then you they see don't the go word to Harvey Steen. Milk. They don't go to the fictional character Harvey Dent or real life Harvey Firestein. People, and they see that Steen and Harvey and people are concerned. Oh, I, I was, was like, no, this is, you know, the beloved writer of Lacage Afo of Hairspray. He's ghostwriting, well, I guess not ghostwriting, but like cleaning up the book on the current production of Funny Girl. He's in Mrs. Doubtfire. You heard of it? <laughs> yes. He's amazing. And the and book is so funny. Book. I'm about one third through. And I hope to finish it this weekend in anticipation of getting Danny's book next week. Pellegrino, of course. I mean, he only has one name, Danny. King of Kings. King of Kings. <sighs> now, I wish I had more we could discuss before we get into this episode, but I think we just have to do it. <laughs> yeah, we just got to I mean, jump unless right you in. have some recommendations, what are you enjoying other than travel, traveling locally to get a passport? <laughs> um... Watching anything good? Okay, we have to talk about The Gilded Age, just really quick. Oh, I haven't watched yet. I'm waiting till it's Chris, over. What's going on on there? I want to love it. I hear it's not very good. It's horrible. And I can't stop watching it. 
Like I watch every episode. Were you a Del Nabin girly? I wasn't, but I was so I was like, and by the time I was like going to watch it, it was like there was too many seasons. And I was like, I don't know about this. This show. I'm sorry. Our beloved Cynthia Nixon is in it. So she's been down bad on now two HBO Max shows, you're saying? The acting in this show. Is good. Is horrible. No, Sam. Meryl Streep's daughter is in this show. Christine Baranski cannot give a bad performance. I'm assuming she serves. Oh, she's the only highlight. Okay. Oof. Yeah. But Meryl Streep's daughter, I don't even know her name. Mamie? Horrible actor. Really? Mamie's great. (gasps) Is it Mamie or the other one? I don't know. I don't know who it is. But Mamie is like a tall, leggy... She's like taller than Meryl. Then the other one doesn't look as much like her. She doesn't look like Meryl. Okay, that's the other one. one. Okay, I can only speak for Mamie's talents. It's just like the acting, and I I don't know if it's like because they're doing that like transatlantic accent, and it's just like it's just bad. It's so bad, but I can't. Would you like to um, give me a bit of a preview of the accent, please? (laughs) No, (laughs) No. I'd love to hear your take on it. (laughs) No, I can't. You won't do it. No. Not even hard pressed. No, wait, I think you're watching are you watching Inventing Anna? No, I know you I'm love us a, a, like a crook. I do love a crook, but this I just I've heard horrible things about it that I'm just like I can't do it. Yeah, same. I haven't I watched like one episode and it wasn't very good, so I I don't like to dislike anything Shonda does. So when she does something I don't like, I kind of just pretend it doesn't exist. Exactly. Um, but shout out to Bridgerton. We'll, we'll before we do the Gilmore Girls episode, we will most likely be dropping in to Bridgerton because isn't that like in a week or so? Yeah, it's coming. Oh God! And I'm, I think they're dropping all the episodes, right? Like they did last time, so we can binge. I hope so because I, you know, it's not getting me good this season is Mrs. Maisel, mm, and I'm I sorry. think it's because I, that is not a show I really want to watch all like week to week. Just give it to me all at once and let me go. I agree. Yeah. Could you imagine if they did that to the crown? No. I can't go week to week on the crown. I need it. I can't go week to week because imagine sitting through that entire episode where the queen had to go to that little town that had like... What do you mean where those children lost their lives in that mudslide? Yes. Yes. That was quite sad. You made it sound like it was boring. It was quite depressing. (laughs) It was like just slow. It was a slower one, but imagine if we... So imagine watching that and then having to wait another week. Like I would be over it. Yeah, some shows are just meant to be taken down like a just a good swig of coffee, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Anything else we can do to distract ourselves from talking about I- this episode? <laughs> um, I'm like, what oh, else oh, is there? Oh, 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 I do have one last thing, and then we will really get into Sex and City, I promise. Okay. Um, I believe that Natalie and Shane are together. And of course, you're speaking of Natalie and Love Shane from Love is Blind. Eagerly away. I was Mary really Eagle. hoping that she escaped that uh, hyena, but she hasn't. I am choosing to believe for the time being that Natalie is seeing how much Shane is getting eaten up in the fucking comments. I mean, people. She defends are, him. I know. I think she's trying to be like, like, oh my God, this man isn't that bad because people are like really going in on him. And I think she's just a sensible, nice person who's like, guys, it's okay. Like, no, I mean, she was like, you love me and you complimented my stretch marks and like, oh, I I did see that. And I was like, maybe we just don't mention your stretch marks. Well, it's like, I don't like any of this. And then I also don't like, um, by the way, she should be able to mention them. 
and he should compliment them. I just meant like. No, I know. I guess I just, I don't know that when you're defending someone's bad behavior by saying, look, he's been nice to me a few times, that actually comes off as, as well as you think it does. No, I agree. And then- um, That's what I meant. What? Oh, and then there's been a lot of defense of Danielle by her castmates talking about people are coming a little hard for her regarding her mental health. I saw that, but are people coming for Danielle? Because I didn't think Danielle was someone evil. I just thought she was fucking nuts. Yeah, but that's the thing. They're like, you're calling her nuts. And you see, and you know who's not coming to her defense is Nick. Oh, no. <laughs> Nick's like, I'm good. I'm <laughs> alphabetizing like... these new DVDs, baby. <laughs> I got them on back order off of Amazon.co.com. To, D- to have someone have a DVD collection in 2021 is wild. I love that man so much. I wish, do you think he has thoughts on Sex in the City? I don't know. We should get him on the podcast. We could absolutely get, you know, you could get any of those wrecks just reaching out. Oh, well, Natalie, I believe, is now being represented by Lori Cape Relations. I thought you were going to say Lori Cooper Realty. I really did. Oh, my God. I was like, is Natalie no. looking for real estate in New York City? <laughs> no. No. So if you guys don't know, Lori K Public Relations is like the woman who represents all of Bachelor Nation and Jax Taylor. <laughs> Talk about casting a wide net. <laughs> It's quite wild. Like, is, do we always... think they? Do we think there is ever a world? And guys, I promise, right after this, we will get yeah, into right Sex in the City. And if you don't like we'll this, just in. click that little fifteen second button. Mm, just, just put it on. And fast. don't leave a mean review. Do you think there's ever a world in which they would actually grab like a Love Is Blind cast member, or say like an errant Real Housewife, and throw them as the Bachelor or Bachelorette? Or is that just like the Bachelor is its own world, and they like to pluck the nobodies? Bachelor... The Bachelor is its own world, and people because you always love it. see that. Like, make Tinsley the Bachelorette, make Natalie the Bachelorette. Ever, ever, ever happen? Bachelorette is its like own little world. Like, and it's, it's quite like, racist and wild because the only Bachelorette yeah, I follow like, or know anything about is Rachel Lindsay. Lindsay, I thought about reading her book. I heard it's amazing. She's a great gal. That one. Love to get She's her on this like, podcast will... too, Rachel. If you have thoughts about Sex and the City, I'm sure she does. Oh, I'm sure. And I'll she be shooting her a like DM that. later today. Okay. Did I DM Kathy Hilton yesterday? Yes, I did. About coming on a podcast. I think we should. <laughs> we'll Sorry. see how that. Let's move on. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Let's do it. Sex and City. Let's get into it with a little episode synopsis. Carrie's new boyfriend is deeply enamored with her. Charlotte's beau struggles to stay awake. Samantha gets an unexpected proposal. And Miranda buys some new sheets. Blake. Sam, I really struggled also, with this one. How do you even call this man her boyfriend? Uh, Carrie's boyfriend. They went on multiple, really if, if she's calling Vaughn Vaughn last week her boyfriend, I feel like she went on at least mm. four dates with him within the context of this episode over the period of several weeks. That's very true. He's definitely feels like higher stakes than a like man of not. A, I shouldn't say a man of the week. He is a man of the week, but like a one off like date. Yeah. He's like, I mean, they were, were in it. She was trying to make it work, which I thought was shocking. Like at a certain point, I was like, just let this man go. Yeah. No, I um, but we'll get into him a little bit later. What did you think of this mm-hmm. one? Because I. This is one where, frankly, if you told me some of these storylines, I would have had that same reaction to the one you told me about a few weeks ago, where I was like, what are you talking about? Oh, yeah. No, this was, uh, this is tough. This is tough. Totally forgotten about David and David. And we'll get into those two 
abolish white gays candidates. Because I I know that people sometimes think that we're a little harsh on this podcast, but you know that's that's what we're here for. I should also say we're harsh about the podcast, guys, because we're not in the show's heyday. Everyone remembers the show is season three and four. We are currently everyone going through the fucking muck of seasons one <laughs> and two, and there have been some bright spots. I'm not saying we haven't liked some. Oh, you loved some of them. This you have too. I can't remember which I ones you loved or remember. hated. <laughs> no, I know. I'm like, I don't know I'm like, I think swear, I but... love the first one, <laughs> the pilot. Yeah. Yeah. Um, actually, I think we were quite harsh to that pilot. Well, I do remember at the beginning of season two, we were like. Mm, you mean when we thought it was season, season three? Back. <laughs> yes. We were like, um, where the fuck is John Slattery? Who's this yeah, new Yankee? Like, isn't that. We were, we were, yeah, idiots. So I know you're right. People do say like, do you guys even like this show? But I have to tell you, when we get to three and four, it's going to be 10, 10, 10. It's actually, mm-hmm. I think the pendulum's going to swing the other way where people could be like, do you have anything critical to say? We're just going to say nope. like, wow, I thought that was an amazing scene. Loved that. That was great. OMG, I was crying. 10 out of 10. Let's go home. I will say my one positive like super positive note about this episode is that Carrie looked beautiful. I have a note that says I've never thought Carrie looks worse. No, you don't. I thought her outfits this episode were both pedestrian and boring as hell. I literally wrote fave looks. <laughs> on my notes. I look forward to you sharing them. But truly one oh of my, my notes is she's never looked worse. But you know I'm like the most basic bitch when it comes to like wardrobe. Like I wear my Nene Leaks uniform. But you know I like her in a simple outfit. This felt like we were somewhere between simple and zany. And I needed us either to live in simplicity. Yeah, but Curly Carrie is back. Her hair is curly again. Thank God. And I felt she could have, um, you know, a lot of flyaways in this episode. She needed a... You have such a fucking thing about flyaways and it drives me crazy. Like, you don't understand what it takes to, like, manage all this. But it is manageable. Is it? <laughs> I think when you have curly hair, you're able to get away with it. Uh, like, yes. Having I don't know why you in the dead of the winter have summer fridge. <laughs> ne- I don't know. I've never seen someone with that affliction. With, like, the straightest hair and <laughs> like so many flies. Both straight and frizzy. It looks like it's humid as hell, but I know it to be negative, too, where she lives. Correct. You're not wrong. And, guys, I don't want to fucking hear it. It's a joke. She's fine. <laughs> what were Anyways, we talking okay, about? Anyways, okay, let's talk about the episode. We're literally talking about my flyaways. We hated this episode so much. Okay. So I guess you could say that, right, in this episode, Carrie, Charlotte, and Samantha are dealing with, like, what it's, what their worth is in the bedroom and how, if you can be good in bed or not and how you know. But I don't know what the fuck Miranda's going on. I guess they were like, Miranda got new sheets. It has something to do with being in a bedroom. I don't know if Cynthia Nixon was finishing a movie or in a play and wasn't available this week. Right. I was like, what is this storyline? Like, it was worse. It'd be worse. No, it'd actually be better if she just wasn't in the episode at all. If they were like, like Miranda's going to Philly to get her passport. Yes, yes. Should we hear the monologue and then get into the girlies? Yes. That night, I got to thinking about bed. Are we secretly being graded every time we invite someone to join us in it? A plus, B, B, incomplete? Is making love really nothing more than a pop quiz? And if sex is a test, how do we know if we're passing or failing? How do you know if you're good in bed? Now, before we get into the four individual storylines, 
I do have to say about this monologue, she asks a question that I think is, like, not very astute. Are we uh-huh. secretly being graded every time we invite someone to join us in it? Yeah, it's not a secret. It's like, yeah! But it's also, like, not a secret. I think when you have sex with someone, you are aware that they're going to have a thought of, like, this was good, Is this, this was good? bad, I'd like to do it again, I wouldn't. It's like... I, I mean, everyone has that thought. Yeah, I, so I just thought the use of the word secretly there was, are you dumb, Carrie? Like, which, yeah. Well, we'll get to that. I'll, t- I'll and talk And then I the guess, right, we have to, I guess, you know, I love to ask invasive questions. Do you think you're good in bed? Um, yeah. Okay, what, what would you give yourself on that? Incomplete? I would give myself... Hmm. A B plus. I give myself like a B minus, but know that if I put in effort, I could be an A student. And I'm just like lazy. If I like really am into you, I'm an A. Yeah, I think even if I like love you dearly, I'm still a B minus, and most days probably a C. Yeah, no. When I'm really into someone, I'm an A. Uh, although, not that I want that out there publicly. I'm great. Bad. Yeah. Also. Also, my parents listen to this, so this is fun. <laughs> hey, Stephen Mayer. Yeah. Hi, guys. Can't wait to see you in June. Oh, my God. They're so excited. I am, too. I can't wait. We're going to have such a nice dinner. Is Paige coming to dinner also? I really don't want to talk about this episode. I know. We're really we're really trying hard here. Okay. All right. Let's start with, I guess, the least, the least consequential the part of this episode. <laughs> Miranda. She did make me laugh when they were making the bed and she said something like, I'm ugly. And then Miranda was like, you think that because this guy doesn't call you that suddenly you're ugly. I saw us in that moment. Like, really? Calm down, bitch. (laughs) No, uh, a lot of times it's really tough because I know that you've got notes on Carrie. And there are a lot of times when I look at her and I think, that's me. And I got a lot of notes for you as the listeners know. Yeah. But, so, Miranda's basically bought some new sheets. Can you believe that someone actually had the nerve to call this color Florentine Peach? I can't believe you had the nerve to spend this much on sheets. It's an experiment. I'm trying to change my bed karma. I figure if I can make my bed a place I really want to be, others will feel the same way. Ah, the field of dreams. Exactly. If you build it, he will come. She's trying to fix her karma in the bedroom, Again, this episode would be helped if we had seen some bad things go down in her bedroom. Like, is she having trouble there? It's kind of the same I felt as when they were like, oh, Miranda dates angry men. It's like, we don't know that, do we? Have we seen her having a bunch of dating issues other than the angry guy? Which didn't, by the way, they didn't have bad chemistry in the bedroom. It seemed like she was quite happy there. So... Is she, like, having a dry spell? Do you think that that's what she means? Then they should just say that, right? And we right. certainly have seen her have a dry spell. Remember in season one when they're looking out the window and eating the candy? It's, mm-hmm. That was a fun episode. I missed that one. Take us back. <laughs> yeah. But next week, next week is a good one. Oh, we're ending season two in a, on a fucking high. Oh, yeah. We're ready. We're ready. We're just, you know, we're in a valley right now. I will say she's an incredibly supportive friend when Charlotte su- proposes the idea of going the, the, to the tantric sex class and we'll get to it. She's kind of up and ready to go. She's like ready. And I like that about Miranda. She's adventurous. Yeah. She says, you know, I'm not, they're not hitting the rafters with me. So might as well. <laughs> the rafters. But um, at this class, Miranda takes a money shot right to the face. Chris, I literally drew droplets in my notes. 
Every time I watched it, it was just as shocking as the last time I saw it. I also wanted to know what it was made out of. I forgot it happened. So then when I watched this episode, I was like, oh. Did you forget it happened in, up until the moment when it happened? Or is when you saw him, you were like, oh, he's going to come in Miranda's face? I forgot up until the moment it happened. Wow. Yeah, I, I totally forgot. The forgot. minute I saw the little like um, promotional image on HBO Max, I was like, oh, that's the episode where that guy comes in Miranda's face. Like, I thought it had range. happened in season one, though, because it feels like such an early part of the show. Like, they'd never do that later. No, right? Like, that would never happen season four, ever. But I thought dare. it just wasn't very realistic specimen. No, uh, no, that was like yogurt. You know the best specimen I've ever seen of semen? Girls. <sighs> yes. That was like, I know oh, what you mean. I genuinely was like, did they get some? How did they do oh. That made my stomach hurt. No, but I'm just thinking, like, that was, like, a big shoot. Like, He's like a guy for that guy. Yeah. Okay, actually, like let's just fucking get into that scene so that I can feel energized. We have to talk about this. It was the craziest thing. First of all, would you go? No. I think I would go not if it was just, like, oh, kind of, if I thought like it was just this woman explaining it. something, I'd be like, yeah, let me be a supportive friend. If I knew I was going to have to watch a man be jerked off for 90 minutes i would kill myself i'd throw up i would i would storm out i would storm the fuck out it was so creepy and like so weird i just i hated it i i when i saw his naked pale body i did have a little laugh when he took his robe off i don't know why mostly because (laughs) i appreciated that he was like a real man he had like a little real man's body for an old guy doctor i believe his name was ronald bix or something he was making me laugh they're just i was disgusted and then when he came on her face i was like oh he didn't mean to i know but like the women and also the women laugh i would be so horrified for my (laughs) though i'm laughing now i guess we need to take a shower I'd be like, we need to get you scrub-a-dub-dub. I did really relate to Miranda, like, just in bed reading, like, multiple tissues around her. Like, I will never feel clean. That was so you. You were Miranda <laughs> like, in this episode. Just, I think I would just truly burn my skin off. Have you cried at all during Harvey's book? Oh, yeah. But I don't think the tissues were her crying. It was her cleaning her face. Oh. Yeah, all what those you tissues. Mean? You see, she's continually trying to wipe her face to feel clean. Oh, I thought she was just crying. No, I think it's about the fact that she just doesn't feel clean. And I really relate to her there because a, a hot shower wouldn't have done it. Oh, I would I would have to go to church. Holy and water, acid, like something, facials, a I whole. I would too, probably. I would probably need to have like that thing that Samantha had done in season six or Pan, season five. Peel, yes. I need a new, I need to grow a new layer of skin. Yeah, I, I was just so grossed out. It just was it, that way. They would have just never done that to us in the later seasons. So, also, I'm curious, like, what this woman was doing. I don't look. I did look it, it up. It just looked like a lot of this. It also, yeah, like how I looked it up, and I was like, at the end of the day, how good can a hand job really be? It honestly might just be like this was like an in real life version of like the Call Her Daddy podcast. But remember, okay. <laughs> Guys, don't get mad because I'm going to mention the Real Housewives. Remember, Lisa Renna like said she taught her daughters how to give hand jobs. She didn't teach them; they read it in the book she wrote. Yes, well, well yes. <laughs> like so, maybe did Lisa Renna? May I would have loved to have seen Lisa Renna in that role. Have you seen the new pics of Harry Hamlin? Oh God, no! I I don't want to talk about him, but please He's send them to me right after good. this. So I don't know the whole ep- this whole storyline was stupid. 
a complete waste of Cynthia Nixon. One more thing about the tantric sex class. Shout out to my friend Keeks, who we had dinner recently, and she brought this up. These women are so fucking rude during that class. Oh my God. I wrote this down. I said, why do they talk in small classes? It's so rude. (laughs) I thought it was almost supposed to be like the, so I will forgive it at yoga because it's almost like theatrical talk. Like they're like, oh yeah, we, then we're going to do this. But the audience and the audience hears them, but the other characters don't. In this case, the woman is aware they're speaking. They're in a small intimate course. A man is being jerked off. Stop making jokes. (laughs) <laughs> a man is being jerked off stop making jokes there's no other way to say it it's, I mean, it's happening. just uncomfy it's just and real frankly now i'm like carrie you know what you fucking bitch i hate carrie so much in this episode how dare she be so <laughs> mad at like, her sam you're just like carrie i hate her <laughs> in this episode <laughs> how dare she be so fucking mad at miranda for getting fingered in her kitchen they watched a man be beat off it's no, no different to me Honestly, I would be, I would make Charlotte like buy me a really nice dinner after. Although, and we'll get to it. I mean, it did work. It did. Charlotte, to circle back to Charlotte. Yes, she did use the, uh, the tools that she learned. Before we move on to Charlotte, let's, I did want to just ask, right, what is this setting us up for? So I don't really remember where Miranda is in the next episode and what she's up to. But in the finale, we reintroduce Steve, right? I think so. Or is that the season three finale? Because they have to run from Steve and Aiden, and that's when he shows up and says, that was a really shitty thing to do. And we haven't met Aiden yet. So maybe Steve doesn't come back. What is Miranda up to for the rest of this season? I mean, there's only one episode left. Two. Oh. Uh, we have to go out to the Hamptons and meet Dr. Bradley no, Migo. No, she, she gets back to, with Steve, I think, at the finale. Okay, so are we meant to see here, right, like Miranda's just floundering? Yes. I believe. But isn't there just a better way to do it? Than to have her get cum on her face and pink sheets. Also, those sheets are really ugly. They were so ugly. I also think if we're going to have Miranda be the one who takes the money shot to the face, she needed to be explicitly ruder than the other two. And she isn't. Like, I think they're all... Like, if she'd been the only one talking and being really rude, it would feel like, oh, well, that's her kind of, well, pie in the face. You know, like a clown. No, I know. I got it. I just... Real cream pie in the face, if you know what I'm saying. <gasps> Chris! The only thing I'll say is that I do think, I think of Miranda and Steve in that bedroom a lot. So there is something nice that if he's coming in the finale, to have her working on that space mm-hmm. and trying to heal it feels very like I'm open to Steve again. Mm-hmm. Because I think of like when they have sex right after she gets her cataracts removed. Has that I already happened? That. No. So that happens when Bra- when he's in bed with when they're in bed with Brady and Brady, and there's the lilac next to them. Oh yeah, I think that's in season five. Um, the sheets are ugly, but there's something to be said for her healing that space is opening up a room for Steve, and a and this isn't a pre and just like that world. Although with the response to Che Diaz, there's a world in which Miranda the next season they're like, you know what? Let's just have her go back to Steve. We can't we can't have these fans up in our ass like this. I mean. Listen, Che was awful. I'm missing Che Diaz every week. (laughs) Are you craving some Che? I am craving me some Che. I'm watching (laughs) Old Grey's Anatomy just to get at some Che. (laughs) Is she still on that? Are they still on that? No, they have moved on and run it just like that. Okay. Um, No, they left in season, I believe, twelve. You know, she they did um ten years of that show. Yeah, good for them. (laughs) It's a lot. But yeah, I'm craving me some Che. 
I'm really missing in just like that watching this episode. I'll be completely honest. Yeah, I. you know what I'm missing? I'm missing like the unexpected. Like, I don't know what's coming. Much like that cum shot to Miranda's face, she didn't know what was coming. Like, that's how I felt every week. By the way, we should be very clear. Talk about something that's like an episode of In Just Like That. Miranda getting cum on her face is something we would be like, At a make a meme of workshop. it. <laughs> that isn't just like that. That isn't just like that. Wild. Also. Unexpected. Doesn't make any sense. Can I tell you that I looked up Michael Patrick King's net worth this morning, just like for fun? I'm going to say 45. 45 what? Million. Okay, this website was just very off, I feel. They said he had like $1.8 million. Celebrity, is there you, are you, were you on celebrity net worth? I don't know. It was just like the first thing that came up on Google. They said that he's only worth $1.5 million, and I feel like that's very wrong. This man created Sex in the City. That's what I was like. Mm. Although, to be fair, he didn't create it. So I'm not sure how much he owns. Right? Darren Star might be getting all that money. So you might want to take a scuttle over to see what he's worth. Hang on one second. Now I just need to know. Although Darren Star, you know, he also created Melrose Place, Beverly Hills 90210. That man, although no, wait, that was Aaron Spelling. Oh, boy. Darren Star is allegedly worth $120 million. That's that Emily and Paris money. (laughs) Is he making that? Yes, that's what he's doing instead of in just like that. Oh. Wow. Let's see. Mm, yeah, this was coming up as 1.7 million for. I mean, that's not nothing. I don't have 1.7. Listen, I don't either, but I'm just, I was surprised. I, you think, I, look, I put him at 45, so. Yeah, you were like 45 million? And by the like, way, I was like, that's conservative. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm just surprised. Uh, I would rather us continue to name celebrities and Google their net worth than continue. It's one of my favorite this. things to do. Even though we know it, it to be constantly. false as hell. Looking up Kim Richards' net worth is real tough. Two fifty, two hundred fifty thousand. Mm, a little bit more, but uh, well, but not not knocking com- above I a mean, million. When you're looking at Kyle Richards' net worth and then hers, you're well, like Ooh. those agency hats. Hurry in to Mattress Firm's July 4th sale. Get a king bed for the price of a queen or a queen for a twin, and save up to five hundred dollars on Sealy. Plus, get a free adjustable base with qualifying Sealy purchase, up to a $4.99 value. Or shop Tempur-Pedic, the most highly recommended bed in America, and save $500 on all Tempur-Breeze mattresses, and get a $300 instant gift good towards sleep accessories, only at Mattress Firm. Restrictions apply. See store or mattressfirm.com for details. Let's talk about Shar Shar. Or no, I'm sorry, Charlie, as I have her oh, here yeah. in my notes now. Oh my god. She's dating a Bram Walker. What'd you think of Bram? Oh my god, his name was Bram. I Bram, was like Bram. Count Dracula's author, Bram. I thought it was Graham. B-R-A-M Bram. I hate it. You hate him? Hate. Look, here is what I want to say about I him have falling. a king in this episode and we'll get to him. Uh, here's what I want to say about this man falling asleep. He's a doctor. It's very Christina Yang. Let doctors rest. This is not, in fact, Christina Yang. This is not Grey's Anatomy, where doctors are fucking left and right and then performing surgery. They need to sleep. He performed carpal tunnel surgeries that day. He's exhausted. I have never seen this one of my f- major complaints with Grey's Anatomy. These doctors are always fucking and having remotion- emotional problems right before they stick their bo- hands on people's bodies. I'm like, can I you know. tamp down? Well, the thing is, is like, 
I'm just a writer and a podcaster, and I'm exhausted. I can't imagine being a doctor in New York City and fucking left and right. I'd be tired, too. Oh, you know what I just got? What? The connection between Carpal Tunnel and what Charlotte and the hand job that Charlotte's giving him at the end. Wow, full circle. Wow. Guys, I love this episode. Yeah. <laughs> it that... has levels. Yeah. <laughs> wow. That really that really kind of just like puts a whole new context on all yeah, this nonsense does. we just wasted our time watching. Yeah. Wow. Oh, okay. Maybe but it he was falls worth asleep it. with Sharshar, Charlie. Um, Does he fall asleep inside of her? That's what I wanted to know because honestly, when I fall asleep, it goes down. Right. So was it? So I was just unsure of what soft? state they were in when he was asleep. It's, right. It would have almost been more believable had she been on top. Yeah, and he was just like because he, I, she should also be concerned that he's not like doing anything if he's asleep. And he's just, like, not moving. She should be like, hey, buddy, like, let's get some friction going. Yeah, but it's Charlotte. And That's she just true. hasn't explored that side of herself yet. But it sent her into a real tailspin, and she goes over to Carrie's. I thought she looked beautiful while she was crying, Kristen Davis. I thought Carrie looked beautiful in this scene. I thought Carrie looked beautiful the whole episode, but we'll get into that. Yeah. Hmm. <laughs> when Carrie delivered the line, do you want some tummy tamer? I did giggle. I just it didn't was believe perfect. Carrie would even have that much tea. Really? I no, feel like I that's all she would have. I don't think of her as having any tea groceries. and crackers. I, she had those. She, I just was like, did why she got all this tea? Maybe it was a present. <laughs> I'm sure people are gifting her tea. Well, like, oh, you're a writer. You stayed home all day. Here's some tea. Oh my! I'm God. sure it was like from Sher- Susan Sharon. Oh yeah. I do appreciate that. In classic Charlie fashion, she wants to fix the problem. I really just, in that's in, in another way I relate to Charlie, not just her love of rules, but how proactive she is about fixing things. So she's like, you know what? I'm bad in bed. I got to do something about this. She's not a wallower. No. She's like, let's go. We got to fix it. I'll do whatever it takes. And it's like, do you even like this man that much? Well, I think it has more to do with her ego, right? So... Oh, that's true. And I was going to, so she learns how to do the, what is it called? The ligum. It's called like the ligum massage. I looked it up. It is real. Is it like two hands like this? I didn't go that far down in the article till I got to like pictures, but it is a real thing. (laughs) You didn't get to the diagrams? No. The Kama Sutra-esque little drawings. The etchings, if you will. Um, (laughs) And she learns how to do it. She's... Beaten off Bram later, probably gonna get carpal tunnel. And I actually just, I one of the things I had a problem with is, is that we learn that he's now sexually satisfied in their relationship. I did think it was a little like not apples to apples, like what they were doing previously to what Charlotte, like they were having penetrative sex before. Maybe yeah. he always would have been into a hand job. Like I think they should have been more apples to apples instead of apples to oranges. Yeah. But I love the idea, and I actually think they should have done this with voiceover, that Charlotte would have still broken up with him because her ego was bruised. Like, she wants to prove she can do it, but is still like, no, this man fell asleep and I'm perfect. Yeah. So we needed a little beat of Carrie monologue there that while she was, like, jerking him off with her pleased little face that said something, like, with a little pun. Yeah. That said Charlotte had moved on. Because I thought it was interesting, if you think about it, what we see is her doing all this work to keep him. And then we never see him again. And then we never see him again. 
I wonder how that fallout went. But you didn't like Brammy? I don't know. I don't. You didn't like his hairy little tufts? No, I like... No, don't. We'll get to it. I'm mature enough to realize that while I may be good at some things, like accessories, that I might need help in others, like fucking making love. So, I'm taking a class. A fucking class? No, a tantric (gasps) sex workshop. Well, just don't drink any suspicious Kool-Aid or put on new Nikes. Oh, it's not like that. It's it's taught by this very well-respected woman psychologist. It's called How to Please a Man. I know how to please a man. You just give away most of your power. <laughs> Look, I, I have a trainer for the gym. I can have a trainer for... Fucking? Please stop saying that. Now let's get to Sammy Jones. Sam Jones. Another dumb storyline in this episode. Yeah. She's completely certain she has she's great in bed because confident confident queen she looks beautiful in that red power suit and i love when she calls carrie out and she was like for a sex columnist you have a very limited view well let's talk life. about it let's fucking talk about it and i was like it. we say that every week <laughs> she is a 2022 queen in terms of labels they're cute they're healthy they're gay you know for a sex columnist you have a very limited view of sexuality gay is pink suede wake up it's 2000 the new millennium won't be about sexual labels. It'll be about sexual expression. It won't matter if you're sleeping with men or women. It'll be about sleeping with individuals. Or in your case, twos or threes. Soon everyone will be pansexual. It won't matter if you're gay or straight. Much like Alana on Broad City, she understands that soon everyone will be caramel and queer. And she's just like, labels aren't going to mean anything. We're, all it's going to matter if you're good in bed and who, you're, who cares? Yeah, if you're attracted to someone. I think, honestly, someone. if Samantha had been in him just like that, I would have loved to have seen her get with Jay. I would have loved to have seen her get with, like, Seema. Or LTW. Or any of them. Honestly, I would have loved to have seen them. her on the show. I Yeah. Ultimately, that's what we're saying. I know. Both now, what did you think happen. of David and David, the two gay gentlemen who want to have sex with her? I love their enthusiasm. I think these two men are psychopaths and the reason yeah. we need to abolish white gays. They're insane. They're insane. And they look exactly the same. Which is like a thing. Well, that's like a thing in heterosexual relationships, too. I have two really? friends who they look exactly the same and are not. I do have a friend who's getting married. You know what? I have a couple friends that are getting married that look kind of exactly like the person they're marrying. Uh, yeah. It's like, come on, guys. Let's farm this out. I guess I don't love myself that much. Yeah. I'm trying to think of the person that I'm dating right now, and I don't think we look alike. Good. <laughs> Good. But I don't know. When she came out of that bathroom and we saw David and David in their matching underwear, I just thought, whose concept of gay men be? Like, this is disgusting. I hate these two. The matching undies. Was tough. Yeah, I didn't enjoy. Then Samantha, like, starts to go down on them, I guess, is what we're meant to, like, see. But then they instantly join her. Yeah, it was kind of confusing. Then they're like, oh, her nipples are great. We like them. But they can't go further. Confronted with her vagina. They were like, can we go get gelato? This is not for us. I can't do this. Neither can I. But I... We're just getting stuck. No, can't. I'm sorry. Sorry. It's very pretty, but no. It's not you. It's us. I have an idea. Let's all put on our clothes and go out for gelati. Cheesecake. Whatever. (sighs) 
Suddenly, Samantha wasn't feeling so good about herself in bed. And it sends her into a bit of a tailspin, but we don't really ever get any resolve about it. She just No, because I think she comes to the resolution that, like, they're gay and they just aren't into vaginas. But we don't really see that. What about going to the tantric sex class helps her get to that feeling? I just think she's Sammy Jones and she bounces back. I hope so. But it was just, like, again, another story that we put in but didn't really, like, get to. Yeah, because we were very, it's very Carrie-heavy episode. Uh, too much. No, I loved it. All right, well, let's get into Carrie Bradshaw. Okay. The dumbest woman on the planet. <laughs> she's walking, she's bopping down the street in an ugly blue dress. I love that dress. No, she looked good there. No, she yeah. looked fine. <laughs> <laughs> um, she meets Patrick, who throws a cigarette on her. Now, I have had a homeless man once try to, like, put his cigarette out on me, so I underfelt her in this moment. <laughs> he, like, chased me with his cigarette. He was like, come here! Oh, my God. It was like poking it at me it was so scary oh my God. <laughs> so i did understand her fear there and her anger but what did you think of patrick i loved him Ugh. i thought he was so cute i thought he was sexy he was very talker. cute mm, i loved him Ugh. i liked that he was a smoker they go to coffee. First of all, and Carrie's like, oh, if you take the, this bitch and her cappuccinos. I was like, can you shut the fuck up? The way that they just, like, go to coffee. I'm like, that's crazy. Like, if man just threw a cigarette on you and now you're at coffee? Well, you know I'm not afraid to, far, like, just throw my day away and, like, all right. If- I know. I, so maybe you're more like Carrie than you thought. That rung true to me of, like, if I don't have definitive plans and something comes up that feels right, it's like, yeah, sure, I'll go have coffee with you. Yeah, but they had, like, a nice time. They were both smoking. He's a composer. They're smoking outside this coffee shop. He has a nice sense of humor. Uh. He made it. He was self-deprecating about his job. I screamed what I know you did last. First of all, how dare this man talk bad down on the Scream franchise? Everything to Chris, me. I have to tell you something. I've never seen it. That's fine. Do you not like scary movies? I love scary movies. I've just never seen it. Then you should watch Scream. They're great. I don't like scary movies and love them. You know what you guys shouldn't watch? The new Texas Chainsaw Massacre on Netflix. The what? The new Texas Chainsaw Massacre movie on Netflix is disgusting, and I had to turn it off after 20 minutes. Well, shout out again to my friend Kirsten, who just watched that and also told me it was bad. But I don't like scary movies, and I really like the Scream movies. And I don't think I liked I Know What You Did Last Summer when I was a kid, but that was mostly because I just thought it was stupid. Mm Mm-hmm. But the screen movies are great. I won't have Patrick's disrespect on Queen Courtney Cox and Queen Nev Campbell's legacy. I mean, I was going to say David Duchovny. It's David Arquette. But, and I would have loved to have seen David Arquette pass through Sex in the City at some point. Oh, he would have been so good. He would have been a great, like, strange boyfriend for, like, Miranda. Oh, I would have loved it. <sighs> I don't really want to talk about this. But you liked Patrick. Carrie starts to spiral. Carrie gave her... Gave him her phone number. He hasn't called her. Then she runs into him on the street. He's talking to a very attractive man. I thought that man was... Okay, again, another reason where Carrie's fucking nuts. There was not one thing flirty between him and that man. It was... In, she just assumed. It was insane. And then she yeah. walks away. And and then she uses... And again, this is... By the way, we should say we've officially crossed over from the 90s to... Samantha says it's now 2000. 2000. Yes. And Carrie says... Oh, I don't know. You were talking to your lover or something. 
ill bitch just because he's gay we don't use the word lover you're so fucking dumb she's so <laughs> dumb this whole episode it was like you need to shut the fuck up she's so stupid tree she can be real dumb when she just like i don't know but her and david not david, david. sorry patrick we were talking about davis and then david arquette and david duchovny, mm, david duchovny. <laughs> yeah david Sedaris. Patrick casey and her they go out and he tells her that he's an AA. She makes an off... No, no, no. Actually, before we get there, she makes an awful joke saying, I hope I'm an alcoholic one day. Are you fucking kidding me? And then he literally says, I'm not supposed to date anyone until I'm 12 months sober. And she goes, all right, well, call me sometime. Can't wait to see you. It's like she's pushing him into doing this. She's batshit insane. And then she relates her going through her breakup with Big, which seemingly was months ago now, to him being in recovery. That's just not cool. But then they fuck. No, hold on. Before we get there, they they go on a few dates and they're on the steps. And he won't go upstairs and she presses her little body up against him and feels his heart on she is a predator <laughs> she just is like why isn't he kissing me like because she's so she's fucking great it's like look maybe he does not want to have sex with you but he doesn't even try to kiss her i would not kiss someone if i didn't want to sleep with them i'm just not casually going around kissing people and i don't like that she didn't respect his journey no she's disres- she's disrespectful she's mm-hmm. a predator he's like i probably she's dumb, shouldn't date but i did appreciate about her she's kind of horny in that little section and i feel like for a sex writer we rarely ever see carrie like wanting sex unless it is like not available to her with the exception i think of when she goes when she specifically goes to um california to sleep with big and then with Berger, when she says, I wanted him in my bed, bath, and beyond, which is just disgusting. And the only other time I can think of her lusting this particular way is when Aiden won't sleep with her in what this podcast should be called, the episode, Are We Sluts? But then they go upstairs and they finally have sex. And I do love the needle drop of Love Hangover by Miss Ross, the boss. And I appreciate of them using it, right? Like a song about a hangover. It fits into the theme of, or not theme, but his character. Mm-hmm. What I did not appreciate was him jumping on her bed. First of all, the ceilings are not that high in that apartment. He was going to hit his fucking head. No. He should have. It's disgusting. Like post nut, <laughs> just bouncing. You and I would have been, yes, like I, that was another thing you have to think about. This man's like junk is just like flailing around. Flailing. I literally wrote it down. I was like, He's jumping with his dick out. And it's like you're laying – imagine you're laying down. You just had – this man just came. And he gets up and he's jumping. And we should argue that hopefully they're using a condom. He hasn't taken it off that we've seen. So it's like it's either falling around. Although Carrie like doesn't watching- pause, strike me as someone who uses a condom. She doesn't. <laughs> I would hope, yeah, and I don't think he had any with him because he probably wasn't planning on fucking her. Uh, and I don't think the the like kind of first of all the way that it's positioned, the way they're having sex, there is literally the no way the way it's shot that he's actually inside of her. His body is so high above hers when he's thrusting, and I thought for a moment there was a body double under there. Like Sarah Jessica Parker was like, "I'm not getting under that shit," because for a while the blanket is covering her. And I kept expecting it to cut and then reveal her. Like, she was like, I'm not doing that. Oh, yeah. It was just gross. It was disgusting. But I'm glad you hot. didn't like him flopping around on the bed because oh, that absolutely. took me out of the episode. You think I 
would. You said you really liked Patrick not five seconds ago. <laughs> I do. I liked his enthusiasm, but sir, sit down. Sit if your I ass ever, down. If I ever slept with a man and he jumped like that, I'd be so grossed out. And it's also, and look, God, you know, we respect everyone's journey, but I think we can say this because this man's a fictional character. It is wild that he's never had sober sex. Wild. Wild. That's I mean, I all. That's all. Say. But and uh, by the that's way, it? he's fictional. It's it's okay. Don't write to me. No. And the person that I'm dating right now is sober. And like, we've never had that discussion. Like, it's just, this is like very weird. Yeah. But they go on a few like good dates, but they keep fucking left and right. He is, she finally realizes that he's like addicted basically to her, or I shouldn't say addicted to her, but transferred the energy from drinking to sex to this with her and is also transferring the emotions of it and can't regulate it. I did think when he tells her that he loves her, she's so dismissive and it's like, well, his feel, he's allowed to feel that way. Right. I think she's just, like, weirded out. She's just like, yeah, no, you don't love me. Like, shut up. It's like, I really... Carrie was just rubbing me wrong the whole episode. I couldn't She do really it was. You're really I struggling with her. I also say she uses his real name, or real name. I think a better trope for the episode would have been had she called him, like, a nickname throughout the entire episode. Because we should also say this man is an AA. So she shouldn't be putting his name in her column. Do you, oh, I didn't think about like that. Like, within the world of Sex in the City. Yes. Yes, we I are agree. to presume he says his name. We are pre- to presume that all of these names are the people's real names, right? Miranda, yeah. Charlotte, and Samantha are real people. Carrie talks about herself. Aiden Shaw's real name is Aiden Shaw in the world, so mm-hmm. she should not be putting this man and being like. And then I saw him on the str- side of the street, and he was gone. Hey, hey, I hope he's still sober at the end. What's wrong with her? She's an animal. She was an animal this episode. It's kind of. I can't wait to talk about the episode where she dumps the guy for being ADHD. Granted, he was very annoying. I did not like this episode, but I did appreciate when he comes back drunk and is screaming inside because it did make me think of like Carrie in the, and just like that, who's like, keep it down, kids. <laughs> it's like she was that girl. Hey, Patrick, what are you doing? What? You! You bitch! I loved you! And you didn't love me. You fucking made me date you before the month. And now I'm drunk. Shh. And I don't care. Karen! I love you, Karen. I love you. Make love to me. What are you doing, Todd? Don't take your clothes off. I did think he had a nice little tushy when he took all his clothes off, but we needed some dick shots. Sorry, I'm going to say it. I needed something to get me through this episode. Yeah. Like Laura Dern holding that that sign. Showcock. Gay rights. What'd you think of the ending? (laughs) Do you remember how it ended? Patrick shows up. He takes all his clothes off. Right. And then she's like, get out of here, buddy. She throws him down like a robe. He picks up. That's it. Yeah, and then she gives her ending monologue. Three weeks later, I got a letter from Patrick saying he was back in the program and wanted to make amends. I never saw him again, but I always wondered two things. Was he able to stay sober? Am I really that good in bed? And that's it. 
that's all she wrote, guys. That's it. That's the episode. That's we what really did you think of the depiction of alcoholism and addiction in this as opposed to and just like that with Miranda. I think this might well, be water Miranda's... that Sex in the City shouldn't dip their toe into. Yeah, because with Miranda's, it just kind of like never was talked about ever again. Like she she got that book delivered and she was like, all right. Yeah, he needed to order that book, but maybe it hasn't been written. Maybe he wrote it. Although I don't think he wrote, like, a brave woman's guide to stop drinking. (laughs) (laughs) But you never know, Patrick. He has a good head of hair and a nice ass, but he's too much for me. Yeah, he's a lot. But I like like that kind of energy. All right. Well, you like the fashion. (laughs) Do you want to go through some of your favorite looks? Yes, I do. I just think Carrie looked beautiful the entire episode. I love her curly hair. I love when it's, like, half up and it's, like, really messy and she's got flyaways. I loved, loved, loved her floral dress that she was wearing. It's like that orangey pink dress with the belt. That was my least favorite look. <laughs> with that, <laughs> that big ass hideous belt. Loved it. Slunked over. It was, okay, maybe it was just too peak Stunning. 2000s for me. Oh, it might have been. I thought Samantha looked beautiful in her red. Just classic Samantha. Very um first movie opener. Her first look in the first movie. I love Samantha's look. That's what I'll say. And I didn't, I actually did like Carrie's like white dress she wore on one of her dates with um, Patrick. Oh, I really liked her blue dress too that she wore when she met Pat- Patty. Yeah, I thought that was a bit of a mess and uh, too many flyaways. Let's talk about the men. We had Bram, Patrick, David and David and Dr. Ronnie Shapiro. Mm-hmm. I'm going to go with Bram. Oh, wow. I like a thick chested hairy man. I love hair too, but I I I pick Patrick. And if a man fell asleep with me who was a doctor, God bless. You're saving lives. Saving lives. Saving wrists. Yeah. He's helping men masturbate left and right, women jerk people off. Like let him do his job. Because those are the only two ways people get carpal tunnel. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Do you have any what hot would you takes rank on this, this one? I don't, I, Chris, the whole episode was a hot take. Uh, my hot take is I will never watch this episode of Sex and the City again. <laughs> I, I'm good. This is this and the games people play and, and is like not I'm it. I'm really good on this one. Unless for some reason we are trapped into a vortex of hell where when we finish this podcast, we have to restart. That is the only way I would ever watch this one again. Or if we like, actually, even if we, if this episode isn't recording currently. And again, we love this show. It's this episode we're struggling. Oh, by the way, I should say this episode of Sex and the City, Was It Good For You? I think is better than most things on television. However, I never want to see it again. I'd like it to be scrubbed from the internet. I hope it's no one's favorite episode. And if it is, don't write to me. Or you can, actually. You can. I'd love to hear people's Yeah, actually, thoughts. I would love for everyone to reach out for their thoughts on this episode. Please do. I've got nothing but time. Yeah, <laughs> I've got nothing but time. What would you rank it? <sighs> I mean, this is going to be a two for me. A two for same. Yeah. I mean, two. I don't even two, know like two. why I'm giving it a two. The two is based off of the fact that just Sex and the City is a pleasant thing to watch. Agreed. Agreed. I mean, I just agree. Yeah. Well, what a mess. Wow. Have you watched what The Lost Daughter yet? No, Chris. <laughs> I swear, I I swear it's just honestly, Out of like, the more that you point. talk about it, I'm just like, I can't. I can't do this. <sighs> I watched it again last night instead of the State of the Union. <laughs> Oh my God, we were watching the Saga Wars, my mom and I, and she goes, Chris is going to be really happy. 
Well, talk about the SAG. No, that's something we should have fucking talked about up top, the SAG Awards. Oh, God. I mean... We'll get, we'll get to your SAG thoughts later. Coda. We don't need... God bless. I hope the Euphoria finale was pleasing to you. I see a little boy died. Found that out from producer Brian's Instagram. Well, is that a... Spoiler. Is that a spoiler? For people, maybe, yeah. All right, well, I was spoiled by King Dumpling, our producer Brian. And I don't even watch that show, so I'm not sure you can be spoiled. I felt really weird the other day. I texted King Brian, and I called him Dumpling, and I was like, I hope his girlfriend doesn't <laughs> see this. I think she Because it's not in the same way she calls him Dumpling. I think she is it's deeply like aware us. he wants nothing to do with us and is fine with anything we send. Yeah. I mean, she's like, I got this man. You know those memes where it's like, you're in his DMs, and I'm whatever? It's like... I'm in his DMs and he's driving her to work. <laughs> yeah. We can't get a man to She's fucking that man. text us back, let She's alone drive us anywhere. She's got that man fucking wrapped around her little finger. Yeah. God bless. A queen. Well, thank you so much for well. listening. <laughs> we'll be back next week discussing season two, episode 17, 20-something girls versus 30-something women. Make sure you subscribe, rate, and review Shortcomings wherever you listen to podcasts. And check out the other podcasts from The Dip, TV Watch Repeat, Pop Chaser, But Now We Said It, and of course, Hot Off The Mess. And follow us online. I'm at Lewis 1219 on Instagram. Sam, where are you? I am at Bravo Historian on Instagram, and I'm at Take Your Zoloft on Twitter. All right. We'll see you next week. All right. Bye. Bye. What exactly are microplastics? They're small, man-made. They're less than five millimeters long and they're around you every day. Microplastics are toxic. They cunningly seep into water, the air, and the things we eat. By contaminating our food chain, they make their way to you. Through vegetables at the supermarket and yes, through fruit too. They're literally everywhere. That's the problem at hand. Every cigarette butt you see on the ground contains 15,000 strands. Learn more at undo.org. At Progressive, we know there's nothing like the feeling of riding your motorcycle with your buddies on the open road. It's a potent cocktail of thrills, laughter, and pure adrenaline. A feeling that would be impossible to recreate on the radio. Until now. Hit it, sound effects guy. I'm real proud of you, son. Wow, that was terrible. Our apologies for even trying. Quote with Progressive and see if you could save with America's number one motorcycle insurer. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates.